That night I had a dream. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. But now I was haunted by a vision of... I'm going to detain a blighter for enjoying his whiskey. He was horrible. We don't have time to meet his mother! Oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> a man with all the powers of hell at his command. Oh, bitch, is this in 3D? No, but your face is. You could turn the day into night. Have a nice flight. And laid the waste to everything in his path. Chrissy, over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creatures. You mean my wife? He left the scorched earth in his wake, befouling even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from or why. It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. I don't know if he would dream or vision. But I feared that I myself had unleashed him. You still like Italian? Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. I'm Abby. And this week we're revisiting a national treasure with National Treasure 2, the Book of Secrets. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I recall shockingly little. I was thinking about this earlier and I truly recall nothing of what happens in this movie. The I, only thing that happened in this movie that I recalled I thought happened in the first one and then was confused when it did not <laughs> in the first one. Which uh, is him holding up that one of the treasures that he needs to like the speed traffic camera. And then ditching it. Didn't I, he do that with the eyeglasses? No, they were no. down for the eyeglasses. Yeah. It was like so, it was like an inscription that he needed the images of the main thing i remember this is when i when it was on the tv on a charter bus that i was taking back from college on some godforsaken way that had me going from pittsburgh to akron to columbus yeah it was Oof. it was one of those where it's like oh this one is ten dollars cheaper but i did not check how much longer it would be Oof. Yeah. Oh, Luke. That yeah. seems like a very college Luke mistake. I mean, it's not as bad as the multiple times my brother missed his flights from Minnesota back to Columbus. Yeah, I can see that. He overslept, though. Yeah, I've never actually missed something because I overslept. The one time I did miss a bus was a time that I got in line for what was normally my bus, but was not actually the bus that I had the ticket for. That was not fun. Anyways, though, yeah, I just remember a big open room and Nicolas Cage walking along with a lot more of his family members, because if I remember, this is just like, hey, let's add more actors to this one to go along with Nicolas Cage and offer running commentary. Hell yeah. I truly just remember that him and Blonde Doctor are now a couple. That is truly all I remember about this film. No, but they've broken up. That was the big thing. Well, fuck. Oh, so they'll have to get back together at the end of this because they realize that the real treasure, nationally speaking, There's a possibility I've never actually seen this movie. I rewatched part of it again. It was on TV... About a month and a half ago, my roommates were and I were watching it. So I, mean, I remember what the last half hour is like. Well, you have that Ed, up on me. Ed Harris is trying to make his family seem good. I don't remember why. Westworld's Ed Harris. Perpetually old man Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ed Harris is not at home. 
Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Were you checking on your security cameras? Holy shit, Ed Harris is only 69? Nice! It is nice at the same time. Holy shit, Ed Harris, because you look like an ancient ass man in this film. I mean... Which means you're like in your mid-50s then. I mean, I just found a black and white photo of Ed Harris from the Geffen Playhouse, and he looks like he's about 98 years old. Also, it is not helped by the fact that it isn't black and white. Yeah, that doesn't help, but still, it's like, damn, sir. Mm. Well, next time when we watch The Rock, he also looks like an old-ass man in that. That movie's from 1996, which means he was in his mid-40s. So he's kind of like the opposite of Steve Martin, who, because he had the uh, silver hair from, like, when he was 20, or, like, when he was growing up, he always looked kind of old, so it was hard to tell what his age was, but he always looks relatively young until, like, maybe the last few years. I'd say probably more like a reverse Paul Rudd. Like, it's just kind of like a, how old is this man in this photo? Because he hasn't aged in 20 years, because he's always just looked old as hell. Paul Rudd and Ed Harris are the same age. 69. I know Abby didn't high-five you. (laughs) Do not fall for the fully. I still know Abby did not high-five that. <laughs> He's getting way too pleased with himself over this bit. Oh, I can tell. Yeah, because you guys don't know about the bits that I do on the podcast, because neither of you listen to the podcast. That's fair. Uh-huh. Y'all don't know about Mr. Mephistopheles. Oh, I'm scared. Why? That movie's bad, Luke. <laughs> People who like that movie are bad. It was a enjoyable time. No, it was not. I'm you... truly not sure if we're talking about cats or ghosts. We are 100% talking, talking about, about cats. cats. <laughs> I honestly, that was one of the worst experiences in my entire life. <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. I double featured that and two manji on New Year's Day, and it was great. Oof. My review of Cats, I was at this movie for what felt like an eternity. Devin, can I bum you out even more? Yes. So, Cats was probably, like, in the the last, like, 10 to 15 movies you saw in theaters, right? Uh... Maybe. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Yeah, so that's truly time. You may never get back of just being in a movie theater and you wasted it watching Cats. Wait, let's count how many I watched after that. I remember back when I had the Gateway membership and, like, I was able to look back because I actually was a big enough nerd to schedule the blocks that the movies would be in on my calendar so I could just go back and be like, oh, what triple feature did I see on this day? I have my letterbox so I can just, I have my diary from that. Diary entry 244. Alvin and the Chipmunks shipwrecked. It keeps getting better every single time. Did Knives Out come out? Damn, it is in the last ten movies. Yeah. Yeah. Truly it's exactly time. number we'll ten. Never get back. I completely forgot that Helen Mirren was in this movie. I truly may have never seen this movie. Uh, until I saw it the one time on TV a couple months ago, that was the second time I had seen a portion of it. I saw it once in theaters and that was it. Well, we all get to be surprised by <clears throat> if we have or have not seen National Treasure 2, The Book of Secrets. Heist more shit! That's already been heisted by white men! Speaking of heist adjacent stuff, Aldis Hodge from Leverage got cast into a DC movie. Good for Aldis Hodge. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be Hawkman. And hopefully he won't suck like almost every other version of Hawkman. Yeah, 
and the loop on the three 3D animated movies coming out, and that's also a heist movie. And there's that heist anime that I watched that was good. The Great Pretender. I haven't watched that one. I it's did, fun. I did watch the Persona 5 anime adaptation. Nice. I feel like it's one of those things where if you've watched or if you've played through the game, it's very good, but otherwise it's like, I don't understand who all of these people are. But it's also a lot easier to watch like a eight hour anime series than play through a like eighty hour game. That's fair. I feel like Helen Mirren has been in a surprising amount of heist adjacent movies. Oh hell yeah! And the first thing she loves to do is just to play uh, currently is to play weird action stars moms. Yeah. Or like old now action she, ladies. Yeah. Well, because now she's uh, Jason Statham and... Uh, was she in Hot Fucking Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, because she's Jason Statham's mom. Oh my god, I love that so much. Speaking of Fast and Furious, man, did you all listen to fucking Song of the Season? Vin Diesel's new song? Nope. Nope. I sent it to you last night, Luke. It said you acknowledged what my link was. What time did you send it last night? 8.34, said so 9.34 your time. Oh, Four so minutes after I said 9 my time tomorrow, Luke, thumbs up. Oh, that might have been me just trying to get over because my family played uh, Jackbox games for my mom's birthday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did not actually listen to the song, and also a bunch of people were getting really confused about Eddie Murphy's hit song, Party All the Time yesterday that's, online. That's fair, I saw that. Mm-hmm. But Vin Diesel's new song is actually pretty good. It's not just like he started to crack under Corona times and is now just no. releasing music for the hell of it? Well, I mean, I think that is probably 100% why he's doing it, but it's just like, oh, this is actually, I'm into this. Vin Diesel will party. Is it a full bop? Uh, yes, I would say it's a full bop. Ooh. We'll have to give it a listen. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we can give it a spin, Diesel. Oh, no. Oh, I'm already in pain. Please don't hurt me more. I was going to say, now you just ruined the song. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough of a bop, then. Alright, well, uh, none of us, it seems like, did a lot of research going into this movie, so let's just get into it. It is on that Disney app. That plus, yo. Mm -hmm. And you know what else is going to be finally, uh, and then uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice will also start to actually be playable on the Disney app soon. Yeah. Yeah, they've had it listed, but you just couldn't watch it because I think they oh, interesting. the rights run out. Yeah, it's it's very weird because I didn't know about that until like people on Twitter oh. were talking about it and there was like a CBR article where it's like, hey, here's an unknown Nicolas Cage gym. And then the entire article was like, oh no, the movie bombed and was not actually good. And it's like, uh, that's, that's not really a gym if you're talking about all the critical flaws with it. Also, it's not unknown. That was, like, hugely marketed, and it's only ten years old. Yeah, but it did come out, like, the same time as Last Airbender and Inception. Because I saw Last Airbender, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and Inception on the same day. In college. Yeah, that's fine, but I'm just saying, it's I would not consider that an unknown film. I... It's just like when the one kid who I really hate in college who was really annoying and always thought I was watching weird, obscure movies made a comment about how obscure movie I was watching when I was watching the Jake Gyllenhaal film Prince of Persia. I love Prince of Persia. I did not... Yeah, it was okay. But it was just like... You mean this Disney-produced AAA blockbuster starring one of Hollywood's biggest stars? This is not an obscure film, sir. 
All right, well, let's see how obscure of a film National Treasury Book of Secrets is going to be, and we'll catch you on the other end. back it turns out that the true treasure was somehow a aztec gold city underneath or behind mount rushmore which was thousands of miles away from where the aztecs were and also mount rushmore was a holy mountain that was casually defaced by a white supremacist uh so yeah national treasure 2 all the plunder all the plunder all the plunder it also yeah. wasn't aztecs mayans mayans no it was whatever tribe lived there that that was aztec designed that's what cage thought but then Helen Mirren's like no it's this yeah i think that's we sh I completely missed that. If that is true, it was like yeah. a, it's just like a casual line. But she's like, "Oh no, it's this language," and then that's what she translated. Because Cage okay. thought it was Aztec, because that's why he was trying to translate it. And then he's like, "Oh shit, it ain't Aztec." That let's go find my mom. Okay, it would have been. Mommy, will you tell me what this little plank says? It would have been the Sioux Indians. But sure, also the but also the Lakota, Cheyenne, Arapo, Kiowa, and Kiowa sure, Apaches. I think Lakota is the one that they mentioned. But yeah, n none of that was really. I feel like the story and pacing here was better, but the history quickly went into wild ass bullshit, more so than the first one did. Where at least. You followed the line, but this one falls apart a lot more if you think about it. My problem with this one is Sean being greater villain. That's fair. Yeah. Ed, Ed Harris's motivations were not were very confusing. And we never hella actually like we just got like thirty seconds of like family glory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and, and yeah. Then, and then we have Ed Harris of, bam, look at me, I'm whipping out a knife. Nah, I'm not going to be dying here. All the rest of you will be dying. Oh, JK, smile, I'll sacrifice my life so everyone else can survive. Yeah, it was Tell weird. them my story. <laughs> Remember me. Remember me. The Wilkinson name must have glory. Which is just like the whitest male bullshit ever. Oh, so... Which, uh, it was one of my friends and I were watching this on TV the couple weeks ago, and it was when they go back when Helen Mirren's, like, having everyone excavate for, like, the historical finds. Open oh, over there is Ed Harris's corpse. Yep, we couldn't save him. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> just floating there. Just with all, there was just somebody <laughs> coming by with just, like, pile up all the bodies. There's a lot of them. Oops, that's our friend. Bye-bye. What's this random dollar bill doing here? Yeah. <laughs> they have paper money back in the old days. <laughs> Look at his cloned cell phone. What an interesting relic. They had Ed Harris back in the old days? That makes sense. I can't well, no, but I mean, like, he and Nicolas Cage are 13 years apart in age. They do not 50, look that. Six years old when this was being filmed? Yeah. Which is just wild. No, exactly. Like, I, I assumed Ed Harris was, like, in his 80s. I assumed he was about the same age as John Voight. I mean, I would believe that. And that was what they were going for in this movie. And his face sells it. Oh, 100%. Looking up Ed Harris Young. To ensure he is not a vampire. No, he's Oof. just an ancient-ass man who has apparently always looked that way. 
Just because, yeah, there's about the same age difference between Cage and Diane Kruger, but I would say they look much more similar in age than Cage to Harris. He lost his hair very quickly. At Harris, yeah. Picture of him that I want to say is from the 80s, and he somehow looks older. Because he is, like, actively losing his hair. Mm Mm-hmm. And, holy crap. Ed Harris apparently never learned what sunscreen was. Damn, Ed Harris on the Rockford Third Files. Even that, he looks old. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris might be a vampire. But, like, he got turned into a vampire really old. Yeah. Oh, my God. But he seems God. to be having a pretty good life, so... Yeah, he just looks like he's about 46 years old in this episode of the Rockford Files. At which point, shit, he would have been like 28? Something like that. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) Shit, man. Uh, yeah, so to quickly go over this movie if you haven't seen it, Nicholas Cage is presenting on his newest find when Ed Harris shows up, somehow gets a camera trained on him along with a microphone that is projected in the auditorium where Nicholas Cage and his dad are presenting. It's like, hey, I have a lost piece of John Wilk Booth's diary that says that your great, 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 great relative assisted in the Lincoln assassination. <gasps> and Nicholas Cage is like, oh, no, that can't be. And that sets him off on a whirlwind tour of trying to, trying to find clues, which sends him to Paris, Buckingham Palace, the White House, Monticello, and oh, then Vernon. finally... No, that was Mark Oh, right. It's also Monticello. The- God damn, Luke. Like the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and that then... Uh, a lot. Mount Rushmore. And the random space in the Black Hills behind Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there was South American-inspired City of Gold, even though the first place that we heard the City of Gold being mentioned was about a slave who landed in Florida, was taken to the City of Gold, and then could never find a way, which means that either the City of Gold was moved from Florida by some conspiracy or that slave was taken all the way from florida to the black hills and then back it was totally unaware of the passage of time all fair options also area 51 might be real i want to see that national treasure where it's just cage fighting aliens i want to see the mashup of season two of the Umbrella Academy, and National Treasure, where they're just trying to stop the Lincoln assassination again. You mean the Kennedy assassination? Yes, that one. Or the Lincoln assassination. Actually, that would be pretty interesting. Stop focusing on the Kennedy assassination. Start focusing on the Lincoln assassination, the fallout effects that would happen from that being prevented. Or do the better one, which is when Homer goes and saves President Lincoln... And then he and Lincoln to show up and save Kennedy. <laughs> what a good dream sequence. Yeah. Overall, I liked this be- movie better than the first one. I thought the pacing was better. Mm-hmm. Cage got to be more Cage. Like, Cage was actually pretty Cage in this movie. Especially, like, during the Buckingham Palace scene. Where he just yells out random British things and allows with a British accent. Like mm-hmm. in the movement there, there was a lot of vampire losing his mind, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I am the opposite. I still think the first one is the better one. I mean, you are entitled to your own opinion. We don't but, need to argue. I will say that, like, where this movie lost me was once they got into the Black Hills, and it was just like, 
this is A, the exact same bullshit, and B, this is just fucking the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World. Hell yeah. Is what we're inside right now. Also, for me, when they're doing that little thing where they're trying to tilt uh, that, like, giant stone so that everyone can get up higher, uh-huh. and Justin Bartha was going to stay back, I'm like, sir, you are a solid foot shorter than Cage. You do not outweigh Cage. You could not lift him up. <laughs> Riley just wants to try. Oh, I know he does, but Cage would be the one who would have had to stay there. Yeah. Also, shout out to Ty Burrell as the himbo White House employee. Hell yeah, Ty Burrell. To be fair, that was pretty much what he was all about around that time period. Mm-hmm. Next, the following year, we would have him as himbo Doc Samson in the Incredible Hulk movie. Where he's hooking up with Bruce Banner's ex-girlfriend, Betty Ross. Which, who knows? I mean, I don't think he's doing... Modern Family finally got ended, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so he could just show up in the She-Hulk series. I would I know enjoy you're excited for. Yes. Also, I hot take, I actually thought Edward Norton's Hulk was good, but... Oh, me too. Oh, okay. Actually, no, that's a hot take for both of us, then. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that he had an interesting approach to the character, but for a bunch of reasons, Disney didn't, or Marvel didn't want to continue on with him. Oh, I can tell you what the reason is, and it, it is a fair reason. It's supposed to be Edward Norton's uh, control freak asshole. Yeah. I can see that. Which is fine when he's trying to do it with his like Hulk movie up against a no-name director, but when he's trying to do Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, that's less cool. Then you get the Ruffalo Buffalo. Yes. Which, in retrospect, I'm fine with because I do love Mark Ruffalo. So, I, I want to also call out the random kid who was completely aware oh my of God. everything that has gone down recently with Benjamin Gates. Who just like shows up at the Easter egg roll, recognizes him when there are sec- secret security agents who aren't even noticing him, and just calls him out on a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. It's such a wild scene, and it goes from oh, this is sort of precocious to oh, is this kid like Damien from The Omen, but with American history? Which would make no, a good third movie. That kid's just the kid you went to high school with who just had to be first in the class just for the sake of being first in the class. Yep. And would start just being pandantic as shit with the teachers in order to make sure he was first. The Martin Prince. Fucking Martin Prince. Martin the Brown Nose Reindeer. Oh, teacher, call on me. I am ever so learned. Also, R.I.P. to Martin Prince's voice actress. Yeah. I just, I love how essentially, like, we have arguments in this movie between the couples about how treasure hunting ruins relationships and real relationships aren't really possible after the treasure hunting ends. And then it's just like, oh, we're going to go on a treasure hunt again so our relationship is healed. Hooray. Hell yeah. We repeat all of our mistakes. That's why we need a third movie, so that they can save their relationship again. So we can see if he actually dropped off the Boston tea tables. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Uh, so, initially, it was all going to be, the Mount Rushmore stuff was going to be at Mount Rushmore itself, but due to inclement weather, they decided that they wouldn't be able to do that, and so they moved it to the Black Hills. Nice. Or surrounding area. Which makes slightly more sense. Yeah. I mean, sure. No one wants to watch Cage fall off the nose of George Washington. That would have been <laughs> disastrous. It would have been a lot harder to hide Ed Harris's body if they had to just track him down the face of the president's. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Now here's another fun fact. Both Nicolas Cage and John Voight 
got Razzies this year. Cage for this movie along with Ghost Rider and Next. And John Voight for this movie. September Dawn, Transformers, and Bratz the movie. John Voight was in Transformers? John Voight was in Bratz the movie? Yes. I can see that one. Where was John Voight in Transformers? Where was John Voight in Transformers? I actually saw that one. Uh, John Voight was the U.S. Secretary of Defense, John Keller. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. Too much remembering of better John, John Turturro. He's the one who gets pissed on. Hell yeah. Transformer. Which just raises, raises questions. Uh, he was the evil principal in the Bratz movies. I can see it. I can see it, too. But yeah, uh, they lost to Eddie Murphy and Norbit. I can also see that. Yeah, that... <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Also, I don't get why with the Raz is where they just list every movie you were in for like that year. Because it's just like, this was not a movie that deserved a Razzie. Yeah. It's not great. It's not bad. It's perfectly enjoyable and fine. Yeah. Ooh, here is a connection to the movie we'll be watching next. So the person who uh, Ed Harris steals a car from in London also gets a Humber stolen from him in The Rock. Ed Harris is also in The Rock, too. He's also the villain. Yes, but Sir Sean Connery steals it. I wonder if that guy just, like, goes to auditions and is just like, Hey, do you need a car stolen? Possibly from an Ed Harris or affiliate? I'm your dude. Which is then like also insane because when we watch The Rock next time, you'll see how Ed Harris and Sean Connery also look the same age. And Ed Harris is at least 20 least. years younger. Yeah, Sean Connery's like 92. Something like that. Wait, did we discuss the last time that Angelina Jolie is John Voight's daughter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They have a terrible relationship. They don't talk. John Boyd is apparently a terrible human. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Also, the house that was used in this movie was also in Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride Part 2, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm, yeah. Nice. I also agree, Devin, I think that John Boyd should have stayed behind, and again, I will reiterate, I think he should have sacrificed himself as penance for having to have made Helen Mirren have sex with him in order yeah. to procreate. Agreed. That's definitely like a drownable offense. Mm-hmm. Also, I just enjoy how the Secret Service just allowed the president to go into a secluded room with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I love no, how- like known mild crazy man Nicolas right? Cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slash, I don't know. Are we pretending in two thousand seven we still might have given a shit if somebody was like potentially a Confederate sympathizer? No? Like okay. Even, well, even now, it's just like, I'm sorry. Like, the big history bus would care. No one would give a shit now. Yeah. Yeah. All, all Nicholas Cage has to do is like, oh, that is really unfortunate to hear. I am very disappointed in my ancestor. The et, he should have t- which is exactly what, basically... Ben Affleck watched this movie too many times and then did the same thing when he found out that his ancestors owned slaves back in that PBS show where you learn about your ancestors. Oh god, Ben Affleck. Which is like Ben Affleck. Instead of just making a huge fuss saying, no they didn't, you're lying. All you have to do is say, oh, that sucks. I am really disappointed to hear that. I do not share those beliefs. And then guess what? All is forgiven because you are not your ancestor. (laughs) But as Nicolas Cage is teaching us in this movie, maybe you can be if you try hard enough? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Ben Affleck's still working on. Maybe that's why he looks sad a lot of times. 
because he still hasn't found the proof he needs. <laughs> what if Ben Affleck is just secretly trying to figure out time travel in order to avenge his family name? Probably. He's just really bad at it, so he just looks sad all the time because he's failing <laughs> at figuring out time travel. He's not roping in best friend Matt Damon. Matt Damon would know how to do it by now. Are they still best friends? Yeah. Oh. Matt Damon can do better. I think the relationship is more strained because Matt Damon is trying to help Ben Affleck. Be less of what Ben Affleck has become? Yeah. Where Matt Damon is trying to have like a stable... Normal wife. And Ben Affleck's getting large back tattoos. Hell yeah. Ooh, so the part where they break into the Library of Congress and uh, the president says to look up page 47 was supposed to be the setup for the third movie that was going to go and be filmed two years later. I called it. Mm Mm-hmm. But oh. then it just got put on hold. But they're now trying to return to production in this world that we live in. Oh, yeah. No, there's supposed to be a yeah. National Treasure 3 movie, but then also a National Treasure Disney Plus television show that will take place with different characters. John Voight is officially too old for this shit. Randy Travis shot his cameo in one day at 1 a.m. Nice. In the chase scene, peanut butter was used to make it appear that the dog was licking the car's backup camera. Aww. IMDB. What it's a, a good mix doggo. Of, like, half of the things are Ed Harris and Nicolas Cage were both in this movie and The Rock, and then talking about other similarities. Like, there's six or so of those similarities in this. I will say I'm glad I now know that the Library of Congress has no security measures whatsoever oh yeah like there used to actually be a problem with random people going in before you needed like even any identification which i think changed back in the 90s because some of the librarians were looking through and it's like someone just scribbled out on this book or someone ripped out these pages and like major important documents are missing because no one was really looking at anyone was a, was just allowed to go in and do whatever they wanted. Also, it's like only part of Library of Congress. Most of Library of Congress is literally just a giant-ass warehouse. Mm-hmm. That's true. I definitely had to go through a metal detector in like 2005. I think I did too. I don't remember if we went to Library of Congress when, I was, when we did our DC trip. I think mine might have been the year after when my dad and I went there on a summer vacation. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the time where I thought that I was going to get taken away by the by the feds because I accidentally took a flash photo of the Declaration of Independence. <sighs> I know, right? What did you find? Did you get that <laughs> picture developed? And what secrets did you find hidden in your flash photography? Probably somewhere. <laughs> You definitely need to pull that photo out because I'm sure you found some Masonic plot. Of Probably. Kind. It would have been right after the movie came out, too. So that's when they made a comment about, yeah, like how everyone came to see the documents now way more than before. Mm. Also, how those don't look, how like the building that houses them do, does not look anything like it did in the movie. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once I almost fell into the Sistine Madonna at the museum. Nice. I was in Germany and I was like, oh, hey, this is a really big piece. And then I just saw those, like, the two cherubs who people just randomly have on, like, their backpacks and stuff. Like, the two of them that are leaning on their arms. And I was like, oh, shit, it's this thing. Then I just had that. It's like a recorded thing where if you see a famous piece of art. People are known to, like, lose bodily control, and so I just almost fell and barely caught myself before I fell over the lining. I was, like, 15. I don't believe that that's a thing. I think Luke's lying. (laughs) 
Yeah. I really thought that instead of the twin desks, we were going to be like, just go to the other fucking Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought was happening, too. I kind of forgot that there was the desks. I mean, the desks are very fun. Like, if I had to, if I was able to steal a piece of, like, a set piece from that movie, I would definitely steal one of the secret compartment desks. Oh, definitely. But yeah, that whole bit of him running the running the red light and holding up the thing to the camera, that was, like, the only part of this movie that I remembered. <laughs> I also like the idea that in 2007 we would have had clear enough photographs from traffic cameras that you would have actually gotten a usable picture to decipher that. I mean, London mm. does have a lot of security cameras everywhere. I, I also raised that point. But at the same time, it's also 2007 era phone cameras. They're taking things that are able to be decipherable for the purposes of like translation, which I think is a bit more suspect or equally suspect. I don't know. Phone cameras back then were both, if you had it close up, the pictures were actually pretty decent. It's more of if you try to take anything far away. But since they had the thing right up there, right. Mm-hmm, I'm more okay with it. And I, I will agree with the Brits of what their CCTV is not. They know what they're doing. I love how Riley committed several crimes and he should be in jail. Oh, 100%. He has committed multiple things, and he should have just been given more of a fine than how he ended up illegally... He's a rich white man who admitted who committed tax evasion. Of course he didn't actually get any sort of punishment for his crimes. Mm, no, but he did get punished because he has no money. He's broke. Yeah, but he gets it all back at the end of the movie, or he'll get more of it. No, I guess he gets his car back that he then crashes. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like in the same way that the president of the first movie gave a bunch of reward money, they'd get reward money for finding a whole goddamn city of gold. Oh, from that part, yeah, sure. Yeah. Also, for me, more more of with me was when they were doing that whole crime thing over in like England. I think I brought yeah, I brought up the chat. It's a private citizen Nicholas Cage can pull whatever shit he wants over there. But you have federal uh, uh, government official Diane Kruger pulling shit. There's going to be an international incident. It's, yeah, it was a good time, though. Yeah. And it's everyone's favorite time. Abby, what movies have you seen these other actors in? Who do you want to start with? Ed Harris. Ed. Which actually I've learned I've seen very few Ed Harris movies I, I've only seen five You've only seen five Ed Harris movies That's right. wild That's what I thought I'm like damn I could have sworn I saw way more than that Pulling up the filmography now Yeah according to my letterbox I've only seen five out of 97 Ed Harris films He's like, he's in Creepshow, which I've never seen Creepshow. I have seen Creepshow, too. Multiple times. How have you not seen... I guess they started just showing it all the time after you moved out of Columbus. Because I've seen that on theaters, like, three times. So you've never seen Creepshow 1. I've seen Creepshow 2. Yeah, I've seen him in Snowpiercer. History of Violence. Next Time's Classic, The Rock. National Treasure 2. Oh, and then Beautiful Pain Mind and is not American Beauty. You haven't seen Truman Show? I've seen Truman Show. I've seen bits of it on TV, but actually not all the way through. Wait, didn't you see Mother? Nope. Okay, I've only seen six. So. It's like weird. I could have sworn like I've seen way more (laughs) of his movies. Yeah. I have seen two. I have seen Truman Show and National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. Nice. I feel like I'm probably better with Helen Mirren films. I was going to say, the next person is Helen Mirren. 
national treasure, Helen Mirren. She's not. not she is not our national treasure, Luke. She is a Brit. I have to say, I, I didn't say really she's enjoy on. Helen Mirren Sands' English accent. Yeah. I have seen 11 Helen Mirren films. Helen Mirren, make your Wikipedia page clearer for just getting us a full list of your... Ah, there it is. It's hidden under filmography. I have seen her and her voice in Monsters University. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Fast 8. Prince did of Egypt. Did you see the Prince of Egypt? I did see yep. Prince of Egypt. Please, everyone saw Prince of Egypt. Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, I've only watched part of it. I don't think Hitchhiker's Guy's that great. Got Red. That was fun. Got Hitchcock. Yep, State of Play. And of course, when she plays Queen Elizabeth in The Queen. Oh, and Arthur. I believe I have seen nine. Nice. Oh, and Inkheart with other faith. The Brendan Fraser. I have seen Prince of Egypt, Gosford Park, Calendar Girls, Raising Helen, The Queen, National Treasure Book of Secrets, Inkheart, Arthur, Monsters University, The Hundred Foot Journey, um, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Yep. Nice. I've seen seven, but I think they've all been mentioned here. Uh, also, don't forget her famous role in Documentary Now. Yes. Oh, true. Cannot forget that. So, have you not oh, watched... Oh, I've also seen every single episode of Crime Suspect in which she plays titular character, or not titular character, but main character, Jane Tennyson. Nice. Ooh, and then we can do Bruce Greenwood, who played the President of the United States. That was who exactly also played... who I was going to do next. He has played the President of the United States in two other movies as well. I like how he has made somewhat of a career of just like looking like a distinguished white dude who could be a president. Mm-hmm. He was also the president in Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. And 13 Days, where he played President John F. Kennedy. Nice. Uh, he was an iRobot. My thing is when I see him, it's like there's only one movie where I can be like, yes, I recall what character you were, which is in Star Trek. Where he it's plays that, Captain Pike. It's wild that they list uh, Batman Under the Red Hood, which was a direct-to-video DVD in his filmography. Well, he's the voice of Batman in it. I totally forgot that. Uh, I've seen Dinner for Schmucks. Not seen that. Super 8. Seen that one. Into Darkness, Star Trek. Ooh. Yeah, that was the bad one. It's the thing I've learned of J.J. Abrams. You bring J.J. on to, like, fix your franchise, but then you get him away afterwards. Star yeah, Trek 1. Great. He fixed Star Trek. The new Star Wars. He got it back on track. Then you let him do the sequels. Ooh, those are bad. Then you have the Mission Impossible franchise. He completely turned it around with number three. And then he walked away, and then all the rest of them were great afterwards. Only let J.J. Abrams direct one film in a series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I mean, he'll, he'll fix it for you. No, no questions asked there, but... And then he'll he, just blow it up? Yeah. He does a good job of making nostalgia fresh, but if he goes too far, or if, uh, what's his name? The guy who wrote and who's done a bunch of nerd property writing can just go too far. I've seen two. I have seen... Pardon me. Oh, I'm sorry, three. I have seen Racing Stripes. I have seen National Treasure 2. I have seen... Sorry, three. Star Trek. 
Yep. And that is... Oh, I'm Kingsman. He also yep. apparently Remember? played Bill in Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp. I do not recall him in that, but... I don't either. Yeah, Damon Lindelof was the guy who I was going to say has a lot of ups and downs when it comes to stuff that he writes or adapts. Yeah. I heard he crushed it with that new Watchmen show. Oh yeah, Watchmen is, like, an excellent piece, but it was also something where... He came in and then also brought in a bunch of people of color to write a series that was ostensibly about race in America. Nice. I still have yet to watch it. It's good, but it's also... Some people have had emotional rough times with it because it does deal with some intense shit. Mm. I just remember being very turned off when they first announced it. Oh yeah, no. Alan Moore... Like everyone is like, Alan Moore would love this. He he wouldn't. He he thinks it should not exist, which is valid. But. I mean, I when they first announced it, I didn't think it should exist because just like it's the same reason I didn't same. watch before Watchmen or any of that stuff. It's just like Watchmen had an ending. Alan Moore, as in the writer of comedy horror books. No. What what comedy horror books? I mean, he... I read a couple of them. I don't recall the titles. I think you're thinking of someone else. They have Alan Moore, writer of Watchmen, V for Vendetta, and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Alan Moore. I mean, he does do some more comedic stuff, but... I'm thinking of author Christopher Moore. No, uh, I mean, Alan Moore's comedy stuff is really good, like Top Ten or Smacks or America's Best Comics. Like, he, he knows how to tell a joke. He's just generally very angry. He's a grumpy-ass old man. But has been a grumpy-ass old man since he was, like, 30. Yeah. I mean, he's also been getting screwed over by companies since he was 30. Yeah. So at the same time, I get it, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean... Watchmen was a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, fuck you guys forever. Yeah. Remember when he was like, okay, well, I'm going to join this new company, America's Best Comics, and do what I can, and then DC bought them like a year later. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, National Treasure is a fine film. And National Treasure 2 is better or worse depending on your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And what are we watching next time? We are going time. to watch Ed Harris oh, that's right. go We're up against Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery in Alcatraz in the hit Michael Bay film, The Rock. Criterion selected Michael Bay film, The Rock. Yes. I think that might actually be the first Michael Bay film I have ever watched. You've we'll seen have to Trans- go to Michael Bay's directing filmography next time. On Dragon Ball. No, uh, I thought... No, I've you seen haven't all seen but one of his movies. No. The official thing for Michael Bay's uh, thing is because, Abby, you are not an eight-year-old boy, and that is the target demographic of Michael Bay. Explosions! Is the one that you... No, I was going to say... Like, he has straight up said that is what his target demo is when people are shitting on Transformers. He's like, oh, I'm sorry you don't like my movie that I made for eight-year-old boys. My bad. He made Pearl Harbor. Yeah. uh, Is the one you have not seen 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi? Bam, look at that. Luke knows exactly the one I didn't see. For a second, my mind went to... The Owls of Gahul, but that's Zack Snyder. That's Zack Snyder. I have not seen that. That is the one Zack Snyder film I have not seen. Yes, The Rock will be my first and only Michael Bay film. That's not a bad one to start off with. No, I mean, Armageddon is also a pretty good intro. Yeah. Did he not do Bumblebee? He no, he did not. all the Transformers not. movies except for Bumblebee? Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, because I think I think he is now just producing the Transformers. I don't think he's directing them anymore. Because I don't think he did the last Transformers either. Yeah, there's 
Because there's five, no. and I think he did four of them. No, he did... Uh, oh, shit, did he do last night? Yeah, he also did last night. Oh, never mind. And then they moved on and did Bumblebee, which was... By far and away the best prequel? one. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, it was the only one that was like, hey, we understand how to make an emotive robot here. Yeah. But then people got horny for Bumblebee. I would say they were already horny for Bumblebee. They've been horny for Bumblebee since 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they but went from... For the most part, those you had Haley Steinfeld significantly better than Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I mean, they also went from a person who directs big, loud action movies to the person who's worked on three of the Leica movie films, including directing Kubo. Yeah. So next time, we will watch a Michael Bay movie. Oh shit, I actually haven't seen Six Underground. I forgot that came out. But that's just on Netflix. You can watch that. Yeah. That's what Devin's going to do for the rest of the day. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what we're going to bring up next time. I'm excited to see The Rock because I think I've only seen like a five minute clip of it. Oh, it's a great film. This is Escape from Alcatraz, correct? Yes. Okay. So I have. Should I have. Um... Well, it's not actually escaping from Alcatraz. It's breaking into Alcatraz. Yeah, it's breaking into Alcatraz. I feel like I have plain heist expectations for it. I don't remember what that movie is called. What movie is he on a plane? Connor? Yes. Oh, I mean, it's very much... I mean, this is like peak cage, like mid-90s action. Well, then I am excited. Yeah. Well, and you might know Alcatraz from the movies Escape from Alcatraz, Birdman of Alcatraz, Alcatraz, The Rock, Alcatraz, Prison Escape, Death, Bed, Confession, The Enforcer, The Book of Eli, Point Blank, Murder in the First, Shawshank Redemption? Seven Miles from Alcatraz, New Alcatraz, Six Against the Rock, and Half Past Dead. I'm sorry, was that all the movies that take place in Alcatraz? That's a incomplete list because they didn't even mention X-Men 3, X-Men United. Or X-Men 3, The Last Stand. But Shawshank, no, Shawshank was filmed in Ohio. Yeah, I don't know why they mentioned Alcatraz. It's on the Google list for Alcatraz Island. Interesting. But yeah, it's like the triple feature of three back-to-back years of Cage doing kick-ass action with Con Air, Face Off, and uh, The Rock. Well, I am excited then. And then, in four weeks, or two weeks after the next one goes up, G-Force! G-Force! Unless we wanted to do like a Halloween special, but... I feel like if we did a Halloween special, I would have to watch Face Off, and I don't want to watch Scalpels. That's, I, I think your fears of what a Nicolas Cage movie with horror in it would be are... Oh, I was going to say, if, if it's a Halloween one, yeah, it definitely isn't Face Off. Because Face Off is just a fun action-adventure film. Yeah. Face Off is a dumb movie about a machine that swaps people's faces. Also, there's no, there's no scalpels. If I recall, I think it's lasers. Because we gotta be fi- okay. we got to be futuristic. Yeah, and it's like PG-13. It's not like torture horror mm-hmm. porn. No, it's our... Oh, okay. It's so, yeah. it's John Woo. It's John Woo having people get mostly just getting shot. Abby has not seen any John Woo movies, to my knowledge. That's fair. I keep trying to end, and then you just keep entering. John Woo. John Woo. John Woo. Devin, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me online at Fred Fett. That's F R E D D O F E T T. And Abby, where can people find you? You can find me online at AdamNominus, that's A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. Luke, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at AdColtreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Or we now have a webpage for this podcast, which is part of the Luke Hare Podcast Project, which you can find at Luke Hare, L-E-U-K-E-H-E-R-R.com.
I have not seen a single John Wilson film. That's probably well, that's fair. Yeah, they're hard not, boiled is fun. Mm-hmm. And Tell you the fat the slides where, down the rails and goes. And did he also do the one where it's like the guy is killing off alternate universe versions of himself, or am I thinking of someone else? I believe you're thinking of someone else. Yep, I am. Okay. He also but did yeah. Mission Impossible 2, where that franchise was almost ruined. That was the bad but, one. Yeah. Tune in next time for more John Wu talk here on the Nicolas Cage podcast that I can't remember the name of. The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage. Peace. Haggis! <laughs> <laughs>